0: Hey everyone, this is uh, George. I'm the founder of the McGarren Group. Uh, if you're if you want to learn how to level up and and be successful through masterminds, then you should definitely listen to my good friend Brandon Straza with the uh, Mastermind Effect.
1: You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be. The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect. The one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everyone, today we've got the founder of McGeeran Group, George McGeeran.
2: He talks about how your location should never stunt your business growth. George explains that after being in business for over 20 years, the last four have been the most impactful due to the coaches he's hired. And George explains how figuring out your free time when it comes to creating success is so important. Check it out. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do that, we have got the founder of McGeeran Group, George McGeeran. George, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Brandon,
0: how are you doing? It's good to catch over there. you. We had a, we had a great, we had a great pre, pre-show chat that you know, I'd love to talk about maybe for some of the folks listening, but- Yeah, absolutely. Important. Maybe we'll get
2: into some of that. Hey, real quick, when, when the listeners realize all the value that you bring in, the truth bombs, knowledge bombs, and just everything about what we're going to talk about today, and they want to reach out to you. What is the best place, personally or socially, they can uh, connect with you?
0: If it's a coaching thing, right? Because we're, we're we're we've got we work with executives who are looking for help either in their career or just if they're they stagnant. Right now, the easiest way is, and if they, they should get a pen and paper, they can write down. They're going to send us a text, right? It's just two one two six five eight one zero two nine, and it's just send a text with your name, and then we, you know we'll set up a call and we'll go from there. That's the easiest way, and and probably the sort of the, the fastest way to, to make something happen.
2: Yeah, there you go. And it'll be in the show notes as well. The editors will make sure that's in the show notes. So if you didn't hear it, you need to see it again. Just link below and you will find where you can reach out and work with George and the amazing people that he has around him. And I think we might get into a little bit about why you have people around you. Right. So you can be in the pool at, uh, at 11 o'clock. That's an hour ago,
0: yeah. Yeah, all right,
2: <laughs> let's, let's dive into it. The availability to learn and have access to different people has drastically changed over the last five, 10 years when you and i were younger it was teachers and textbooks and family and friends and coworkers but that's really a sliver of what's possible how has your learning changed from your early years versus today
0: oh it's it's completely different i mean like it's like everything back then was i mean if you had a question you would ask your teacher or i mean i'm i'll be 46 in april right or you know, you look up and literally. I mean, some people might not know what this is, but you know, you look up an encyclopedia, right, or a library. Sometimes you'd ask your parents; they didn't know the answer, right? There wasn't anything in Google, right? You know, but now learning is just a different. So so you know, everything is accessible. You can you can ask. You know, I'm not going to say because Siri will pop up everywhere, but you can you can ask Siri anything, and uh, or you know, it, it's just that's number one, right? Number two is access to people, which I think is another, the, the most important thing, you know, I'm thinking about, and we can talk about, you know, so obviously I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I've got a ton of bunch of businesses. I'll probably be living, assuming COVID lets me travel in, you know, the summer, I'll be living in Italy. Right. So I'm taking Italian classes. So normally, right. 20 years ago, you know, that like you would go to a school institute, study locally. I've got a girl teaching me. She lives in Italy. We do it zoom, you know, four hours a week. It's a blast. Right. And, uh, it's just a different, you know. I think the world is so much smaller now, and business. For if you're a business person, this is also important. You don't need to be local anymore as a business person, right? You can go out of your state, out of your country, and expand things. You're not limited to just like North America. You're not. I mean, you're not. If you're an American, you're not limited to just sort of United States. You can also hit Canada or Mexico, right? You don't need to stick to your. You know, live in Florida, you live in New Jersey, New York. Um, that's changed the business world too. But I think there's so much more access to people. Like it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. The fact that, I mean, you know, you've interviewed people from all around the world, right? That was impossible, impossible 20 years ago, impossible.
2: So. Absolutely. I mean, geez, I was on with someone from, I don't know, Dublin and another person from Romania in the last week interviewing. On the same day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and it was just kind of like, Hey, here you go. This is how it's done. And, and you're right. Business doesn't have to be local. I realized that when I started my first business out of a house And we're doing business in, at that time it was 12 states and we've minimized that to nine states. But because you don't have to -to face-to-face, brick and mortar, it used to be, hey, to be a real business, you were brick and mortar and yellow pages, office space. And then it was like, you had to have a website. Now it's like, you need a website, but it's like, what's your social account, you know, to see what you're doing out there. So business has changed.
0: And you've got, I mean, you've got people say, you don't need a website, you need a landing page, right? Or you need, I mean- or it's, or it's just that things have changed totally, right? But still, I think at the end of the day, at the core of everything, it's still people to people, right? You and I are talking because I was on. I was. I was fortunate enough to be a guest on someone else's show that then referred, you know, for, you know, me to you, right, or vice versa. So it's still a people game, right? Like you still. And by the way, the the, the reason that referral came about, and this is if you're a business person, it's is important, is because my team asked for the referral, right? So you know, like there's there's this sense of like you have to kind of come out of obscurity to some extent, but as, as a business person, but you have to ask for things still. But that doesn't change for you know, like you have you read. Uh, What's, what's the uh, the book by Napoleon Hill? I can't even remember the name of it.
2: We're going to get into that one. We'll get into that one here just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's not me. He talks, and that, that's actually, you know, he talks about Mastermind, but like a lot of these things are, that worked 100 years ago still work now. And it's still, it's really the same principles, right? Yeah, and you should check out one of his
2: other books. It I think it's uh, it's something, I've got it over here. I've got to read it this year. It's, I think it's like a conversation with the devil or something like that.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome.
2: so, and we got to remember, guys, and gals, it is still a people-sum game. It's about people. It's about connectivity. It's about making that connection at the end of the day. So, all right, you know, kind of staying in that same realm, we have a lot of ways to take in information, almost to where it's, conf- it's confusing, they, you know, to, to, to fight through the weeds and all the information and all the platforms we have access to. Some people, they use a mentor or a mastermind or a coach, accountability buddy, a lot of ways to learn. Who are you currently learning from? And more important, how did you find them?
0: Wow. Great question. Uh, I've got, well, I'm like, a, I've got a laundry list of coaches I work with. I mean, it, it's, it's, I, I, I don't think I'm addicted to it yet, but I could be right. To have, to, I just like having people I call these and I call these people and I've got like, I've got a team, I've got a team of 30 people. We're going to hire 10 more, Right. So it's 40 on my, my team, but I've got a list like coaches. I've got a guy that I, we talked about this before, but I've got a nutritionist. Yeah. I mean, a you know, virtual nutritionist, I got a trainer guy. So that's two. I got not my Italian my Italian girl. I got her. She's three, right? I've got another coach. Who's a business guy. That's four. I've got, you know, I've got a, like a, if you want to call it a, I call it a macro thinker coach who just kind of makes sure that I'm sort of just focusing on the 80, 20 that's five. And I'm just, you know, these are like once a week I'm doing calls with everybody. How do I find them? Usually I find them from referral. one business guy I found because I typed in like awesome business coaches, you know, us, and he showed up and I liked his video. And I thought, Like this guy's smart enough to get a guy like me to call this him. Like he must be pretty good. And we talked about sort of the sales cycle and things like that. And, and then, you know, it's, 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 but I've got, you know, I've got five or six people that kind of go in and out of my life. Right. And uh, here's a tip, by the way, sometimes some coaches, you can use them for other things when you realize that they give you advice for other things. Right. Sometimes these coaches don't know that they also offer different value for the guy who does my macro, you know, my big thinking coaching. Like he, we didn't, we started, he started off because he was just a coach that I was, he was a normal kind of coach guy. And I said, Hey, I've got one issue. Like, I just want to make sure I'm focused on the right thing. You know, like, do you want to coach me on that? And he, and he said, well, I don't, it's not really my thing, but I'm like, you you do it anyway. Let's just, you know, so I kind of train him to be a, so you can, you can convince some of these folks also to coach you in certain things because they, maybe they don't see that they're great at it, but you can, you can kind of, uh, you can, you can create, you know, some of the new identity for them sometimes. Right. So but I'm I'm just a big fan, it's, and, and people think it costs a ton of money. Like it's not it's not as expensive. Like, you know, it's not. You don't need to spend a ton of money on it. You just need to make sure that person has lots of experience, and you know, and they can actually the their results. You know, you have to have people that there's a lot of these gurus out there who are like coach, coach. It's it's you need to make sure they can actually show the results, right? And there's some sort of ROI because if not, you're just wasting your time.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why you know you and I will talk afterwards a little bit more about the Success Finder why we're building right there because you said. Finding the right coach can do so much for you and having those pieces put in place. And also at the same time, it doesn't cost as much as what one might think at the end of the day, but getting the right coach, not guru, the right result leader, not the thought leader can really, you know, be a a big difference in moving the needle forward or taking a step backwards. So, you know, a lot of people, they get stuck inside of their head. They don't know how to execute what they want to do. We're stuck still going through a pandemic which we kind of briefly touched on you know in a pre-conversation but you know i feel that it's causing a reset in how we're able to accomplish things how have masterminds and coaching helped you when you're looking to reset yourself and accomplish where you're stuck
0: Right. i think i think a lot of it's through habit formation right i mean I, there's there's by the way some great you know books out there like atomic habits some of you read that book there, there's just, I mean, there's a lot of, but a lot of these, you know, and you call them sometimes our accountability coaches and what have you. But I I think the nice thing about the coaching piece is that they, unfortunately to tell you the truth, right. At least the good ones do. And they, they take you out of your comfort zone. I'm a terrible, uh, executor. Just, I'm just not a good executor. Right. So like, I'm an idea guy and it's in my head. And then it's like, I I have this exact same problem you're talking about, but working with coaches, you know, there, you know, there's these, you kind of, you're semi, you know, accountable for some of the things you can kind of run these things by people. And then, you know, the worst case scenario is that your ideas, you know, stick is a week in your head. It's not, you know, years in your head, right? I don't know. Like, how many ideas have you had that stuck in your head for years, years? I can't say I've had that many ideas that are just
2: stuck in my head, but I'll have like, I I have constant ideas that are always there, but they stay on the shelf. The ones that come off.
0: And then you don't do it, you don't do anything. And then, and then, and then eventually when you implement it, you think, Jesus, like, I, like, how much money did I lose by not, by waiting?
2: And how much time could I have saved? It's not only just the money, but it's the time that you can't get back.
0: Yeah. We started, we started this branding business. So we've got our main business is executive recruiting, replacing, you know, CEOs and CFOs. And these guys, you know, guys are making $300,000 a year to four to 5 million. They're pretty much running, you know, like the country, right? A lot of this, you know, like, I'm not going to name drop, but they, if I if I were, they're, they're they're running a lot of the country, a lot of these companies. Uh, I had this other dea, idea where they they you know it was like let's let's take care of the resumes and their and their and their biographies and their board resumes and LinkedIn got hot, and I had that I had that idea before LinkedIn existed, like twenty years ago. I had that idea. I didn't do anything for ten years. Ten years, right? That business is now. So we've done it now. We've 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 worked with executives as well on the branding for ten years, but but you know I had that idea twenty years ago. That's a seven figure business, you know, like every year, right? It's just a. I think coaches let you, you know, a lot of the things that you're not good at, like I'm a, I'm a terrible, I would never, I would have never said as a business guy who runs, you know, all these different businesses, I would have never told you personally, or, or even, you know, publicly that I'm a terrible executor, like who runs a company that's a terrible executor, right? But, you know, I found out later, there's a lot of people that are terrible executors, right? There's a lot of wealthy people, but what do they do? They delegate, right? And they make sure they hire the right people and they hire people based on other skill sets, And I learned that through, you know, through hiring coaches who've helped me work through those problems.
2: Yeah, not being a, you're not the first person that I've talked to or interviewed and they're like, listen, I have the ideas. I don't know how to execute it. So I got to find the executors because the executors don't always have the idea. So when you put it together and you realize your strengths and weaknesses, that's okay. Trying to perfect your weakness when you're really good over here is going to take you an extra 10 years to create something.
0: And I'm, I'm just like that as a person. I mean, I'll tell you this right now. I'm drinking, this is, I mean, it's not, I'm not drinking coffee. I'm drinking this stuff. If you ever had this stuff, it's like bubbly. It's like sparkling, sparkling water. Yeah.
2: I've got a can right out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful. But the reason, like I'm out of coffee, right? And I, like, I have, I've been out of coffee for two weeks now, right, From in my office here. You know, I, I need to tell somebody, quite frankly, like one of my admins, like, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you go to Amazon and order me more coffee? Like, I, I mean, it's that bad, right? Like, I can't order coffee, but I can run an eight figure business, you know? So trust me, if I can do that, if I can run an eight figure business and I can't execute, you know, the, the value of like coaches, just that, those are things that I don't know. I, just, I was able to accept that as, as a person. Yeah. But, you know, and that, I mean, think that's, that's the cool thing. But, you know, I think if somebody asked me, by the way, this is, a, this is totally related to your question is like, George, if you had 10 grand, what would you do? Right? You know, if you only had 10 grand, $1,000, what would you do? My response was, well, like, where, where am I at my career? Am I broke and I have 10 grand? Or am I like, you know, I'm killing it. I have 10 grand left or like, what's the, like, no, you're, you're broke. You know, what would you do with 10 grand? I said, I would hundred percent spend all of the money myself and invest and pay people to teach me how to take 10 grand and turn it into 20. That's what I would do.
2: Yeah. Because I, I keep saying this, the best investment in your life, better than the stock market, better than the housing market is yourself because you can't control the stock market. You can't control the housing market but you can control the ROI on yourself and who you surround yourself with and who you work with to learn to move the needle forward. So the best investment, that 10 grand investing in yourself, which means you're paying, you know, two grand here, three grand here, five grand, you know, whatever it is, that's how you move forward.
0: Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny. I'll tell you this. This is just an analogy as like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what kind of car you have, but let's assume you have a a German, you know, let's say your car's worth, let's say you have a Tesla and it's worth like 80 grand, right? Actually, Tesla is the bad example because they're pretty efficient. But let's take a, let's take a, like a BMW or, or a Mercedes, right? So your car is worth 80 grand, okay? You know, it, you have any, any sort of problem, what do you do? You run to the mechanic. Like, you're not gonna sell, you're not gonna, you're not gonna take care of your own car because you're like, oh my God, it's $80,000 car. It's a $100,000 car. But we ourselves, we're trying to build, you know, $100,000, we're trying to get $50,000, $100,000, $200,000, build a $300,000 business, right? Which might replace our current income at a different company, you know? And what do we do? We try to do everything ourselves, right? Like we don't, we don't we don't want to spend any money. Yeah. We don't want to hire anybody and we want to fix our $300,000 car by ourselves. And, but at the same time, you'll take your, you'll take your, you know, your 70, $80,000 car, you'll take it to a mechanic. And that's the problem. You have a $300,000 problem. And you're trying to do it yourself, you know, like go to a guy that knows how to solve a $300,000 problem first, get that person to help you pay the person 3000. They'll solve the problem for you. You're done game over. You don't have to worry about it.
2: That's why I stopped doing all the landscaping. And I stopped hanging the Christmas lights. I'll still do the Christmas tree because that is fun family stuff that we get to do, but I won't do the other stuff anymore. Plus I didn't yeah. want to fall off of a ladder. That didn't seem very fun. So
0: I delegate stuff to my wife. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's, I just don't, if I don't, I, I try to not do anything. Like a good, a good thing for me is like one task. And then the rest is, you know, if you can delegate everything, you know, it's, it's a good thing, but when you do, you know, talking about like at the same time, I just got one of these cool little bikes, you know, like a spinning bike. Yep. for house. Peloton is what we got. Yeah, I didn't do the Peloton thing because I was like, my maybe I'm wrong, but I'm planning on buying a Peloton when all the people that bought Pelotons get get tired of it. And I'm gonna see if I can get one on the cheap. We'll say, we'll say it's more of a game than a, but I just got one and I'll do some of the, like the Apple Fitness biking thing. But I can't, I couldn't put it together. My wife had to put it together, right? Like I it's not it's not my core skill set, you know? But I think at the end of the day, like you people like you have to which is, you know, people they they hold on to this small amount of money, which they think is a lot of money, it's not, and, th- and then they never grow. And then they complain that they don't grow because they, you know, but at the end of the day, like you, it's, it's it's not, it's not my fault. It's not your fault. It's, you know, it's their fault, right? Like they're the ones who decided to, to not do anything. So if you're, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm stuck, you need to really stop blaming other people and start blaming yourself. Like, I don't know, get up earlier. Don't spend your money on, Netflix. I don't know, spend, you can spend money on Netflix, but you know, just think about where to take your money and, and, and you should invest in yourself much more. Right. And uh, I, that's how that's I see. I see it, you know, like I'm either paying a trainer I'm paying, or I'm paying a doctor, right. I'm either paying a guy, a coach to teach me how to, how to properly run a business, you know, or I'm going to just waste years of my life and, and do that. And this is really, Brandon. this is really important. I'm going to tell you, I've been in business for 20 years, right. My business has done extremely well the last four years where like, you know, what you would call freedom. Like I was in a pool we we're talking about this. I was swimming an hour ago in a pool, right? Um, I work in two hours a day. Like I'm, I'm living the, you know, it's like the four hour work week with Tim I'm like I'm doing that, you know? Like it only started four years ago. And guess what? I started to hire four years ago. I started to hire coaches and coaches, and coaches. So I, I you know, I, I tried it by myself for 16 years. It didn't work. Like It didn't work. Yeah
2: my first coach saved me an hour a day. And as I'm, I don't work for a living, but that was 365 hours, which was 15 full days of my life back. Cause I take it at being a numbers person. And I'm like, okay, what does that really mean? And I'm like, okay, that's really significant. First, first session, first time I finally hired a coach an hour a day.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the first, the first, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, if you ever work with a coach that first sometimes they'll, a lot of times they work in the schedule. They're like, okay, write down your schedule. You know, like right for the next week, I want you to write down everything you do. And then and you realize how much time you waste. Like you, you pretty much wasting 95% of your week. Right. And you know, it, it's, I, by the way, I, I'll tell you something, I, um, I'm on a computer, I got this, I'm on this new MacBook air. Hopefully the, the qualities are right. Uh, the new one with the M one chip, which I guess next year will be considered obsolete. But this is the only time I use my laptop. Like I use it for, for podcast interviews. I don't use a laptop. I use, I use the phone, right? And I have a, I have a branding business. Like we write resumes, you know, like, so, you know, it's just like, you can delegate a lot of things, you know, and uh, you don't need to, I'm getting paid for this. I'm not getting paid for my awesome typing skills, you know? So I think as a, as a, if you're running a business, if you, you have to think about what's the, what's the cost of your task, right? Like in email, you know, if you want to go, yeah. It's it just people do things that are, are just, they shouldn't be doing like they should hire other folks. You can, you can hire folks in the Philippines right now on the cheap, you know? And for four bucks, six bucks, seven bucks, 10 bucks an hour, yeah. And you don't have to worry about, you know, anything. And, um, you know, I think there's a, yeah, it's just, it's just, I think people are afraid to spend money. Unfortunately, they're afraid to spend money.
2: Yeah. You're not afraid to spend on the Starbucks coffee, but you're yeah. afraid to spend it on yourself. So, you know, we, we could keep going down that rabbit hole for a while, but let's, let's, let's move on a little bit. And to something you had brought up here a little bit ago, masterminds have been around for a long time. Probably the apostles was the first mastermind. And then Benjamin Franklin created the Junto Club or the Leather Apron Club. And then the question you brought up here, a gentleman by the name of Napoleon Hill writes a book and really solidifies the the, the word of mastermind and what it means. As there continues to be a huge boom in self-education, where do you see the parallels going between self-education and standardized education
0: well I, I you know i don't even know if i'm qualified to answer that question to be fair i mean i, I don't know i just i just think there's a lot of there, there, the the one thing that is definitely out there is a lot of false knowledge right like a lot of guys are just like you've got coaches that don't even know you know like you've got coaches that don't even they've never coached in their life right and they're or you know i could like so you know or they have no experience in in the topic that they are coaching in, right they just think it's an awesome thing to be a coach. they like, you yeah, know, I'd like to work from home. I'd like to have some freedom. So I'll just coach people. Right. And they're just not qualified. Right. So I think there's a lot of false, you know, a lot of false knowledge out there. I was listening to a Tim Ferriss episode and he was interviewing this guy. There's a guy who wrote, is it, is it Homo sapiens or sapiens? I don't know if you heard that.
2: Uh-uh, I haven't, but
0: yeah, there's a, um, so there's this author, you know, he's, I guess he's, he's semi-famous. He lives in Israel. Right. And his Wikipedia page says that he lives in like the communes of like some, you know, remote, remote, you know, area. And, you know, like this, it's just like this whole sort of romantic, like he lives, you know, secluded. And, uh, the author was like, no, it's actually, I know it's on Wikipedia, but it's not true. I live in like a apartment complex in like a very middle-class area. He's like, Wikipedia won't change it for me. You know, I've, I've complained. So you have to be careful. You know, there's a lot of false, there's a lot of things that aren't true out there. And, um, I think that's the, that's the one thing I think that, you know, self-learning is great, but you know, I think if you, the mastermind is a, a powerful thing, right. Cause because you get to hang out with a bunch of people that have different problems that together you can solve that problem. Right. Like the way I think is differently than the way you think. Right. And we had a problem today. I mean, before the show, right. My, these AirPod pros weren't working. Somebody, another person might've said, Hey, I'll just read, re, we do the show another time? Right. And my, you know, the other, my, Um, the jetty blue, this, this, this guy wasn't working either. Some people would have just said, Hey, can we do the show another week? Right. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, you hear my, you know, but people have different opinions of different things and that together is what, what's, what's powerful Master you know, masterminds. Right. And, uh, I think that's the, I think that you're going to see that get bigger and bigger and bigger, almost like you have these mega churches, you're gonna have mega master like mega masterminds. Right. I think that's where it's going.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think the world of self-education is just moving forward faster with the right people. You know, you want to make sure it's with the right people, not the gurus, not the influencers, but with the result leaders, Uh, the people that are actually still in the trenches doing it, but they've been doing a little bit longer and they've been doing a little bit more, you know, and then, hey, I'm okay with standardized education. I've got my degree, but, you know, when my son, who's now six, when he gets to, you know, around the age of 18, unless he wants to be a doctor, a nurse, an engineer, I don't know how much that piece of paper and what it cost is worth versus actually learning from someone else out there that's currently doing it and saying, Hey, you know, can I pay you for the next year to learn directly from what you're doing?
0: It's an amazing, so uh, I have a, I have a client of mine, right? So one of my, one of my clients, he works directly for Richard Branson, right? So, you know, so, and something else, so I'll call my client, I'll just like pick my client's brain once in a while, like, Hey man, like, how would Branson deal with this situation or that situation? And it's kind of it's it's amazing to hear, you know. And and you know, like it's it's it's. I'd rather I'd rather hear from that guy than than from a college professor, right? You know, who it, it's a different. There's so much knowledge out there, but it's just like I, I think that the the misconception could be though, like about not going to school, could be. Well, I'm just going to start a business. It's so easy, right? You see that everywhere on in Instagram. Like how many you see these Instagram people are like, oh yeah, I have a business. It's so easy, right? Like brother, I can I can rent a Ferrari tomorrow, like today. Like it's not doesn't mean I own the car, you know. So I, I think that's the that's the that's the danger of the. I won't go to school; as just become an entrepreneur, right? It, it's like this falsehood of of hope, you know. And uh, some people, I don't know if you've had, if you've had truthful conversations with some people about this, but like some people are not good business people; like they're just not cut for it, you know and And maybe, maybe a coach would, I don't know if a coach would have have the guts to tell you that, you know, like, Hey, you're not a great business guy. Like you should maybe be a B player, you know, it's okay. uh, It's okay. We need
2: people working at corporations. We need people sitting there. You can still be an entrepreneur and have an entrepreneurial mindset and you work for someone else. You work for a corporation, you work for a small business. You can still have that and say, Hey, I'm an entrepreneur because I get to do X, Y, and Z. Yes. I work for it. Just because you're
0: an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you have your own business. Right. But how do you, you know, I, I, I was, I was, uh, I was talking to someone a couple weeks ago and I said, Oh, like, are you, you have your own business? He's like, no, I'm an entrepreneur, Right. I had never heard the word entrepreneur. So entrepreneur is exactly what you're talking about. It's a guy who's entrepreneurial or a girl who's entrepreneurial who works for somebody else. Right. And I don't know, but as an entrepreneur, it's not the same. Like, you know, you, like you woke up today and nobody's writing you a check. I mean, it's not, it's like you and I, I mean, I tell you, this is a, you'll, you'll appreciate this as a business person. Um, I, you know, COVID hits in March. And I had a conversation with one of my neighbors in like April and I was like, Hey, how, how's it going? He's like, Oh I got COVID. He's like company. And the thought like, man, I've been, you know, like COVID, I've been dealing with COVID for 20 years. Like,
2: <laughs> you know, and not, and that's not to make light of it. So anyone that's no, there, not, but not but making light just, of it, but you've been dealing. Yeah. There's always, there are seven fires that could happen on a daily basis
0: well, well, the situation before going you wake up. There, Exactly. Going out there and trying to figure out where to eat today. Right. How do I get my next meal? Right. Because that's really what you do as a business person, as an entrepreneur. Like, how do I get to eat today? You know, and how do I make sure I can eat tomorrow? My kids can eat tomorrow. That's what we do every day. You yeah. know? And
2: then it's how can I make sure the people that work with me can eat and their families can eat. That right there is a whole different game when it's not just you. And then it's not just you and a spouse. And then it's not just you, a spouse and a, and a child. Now it's other people like, how am I going to make
0: sure they get to you? Have you ever, have you ever laid off a ton of people before in your, in your businesses? No, I I had, uh, so I built up this recruiting business from 2000, like 2001, 2009, all my, one of the mistakes I made with my recruiting business initially was all, all my clients were banks and financial institutions. Right. So I had 50 people in the team back then I had two offices, you know, like we're talking about brick and mortar. I literally had a fire within two days. I had a fire of 50 people. Right. It was, it was heartbreaking. It was, I mean, I've, you know I'm on my second marriage. My, my my it was easier for me to my 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 first marriage was getting rid of her was easier than you know what I mean than than like it was horrible. Like I'm still eleven years later I'm still kind of you know like kind of damaged by it. They had some of them had kids, some of them didn't have great health situations. And it, it's it's a terrible thing to do. And then for me I had to like figure out how to I had no, I didn't have any money and I had to build up again and start from scratch. And, and by the way, all of these problems could have been solved if I literally hired a coach like my first year or two. Yeah. You saved yourself 16 years of pain. Yeah. And, you know, my first question with one of my first coaches I hired was, okay, if I have a dollar, what do I do with it? <laughs> you know, right? Like, can you imagine that? 16 years in business. My first question was, if I had a dollar, if you make a dollar from a sale, what do you do with it? And then he walked me through like, okay, percent, you know, you start allocating here, 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 you know, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's like, but I had to, I had to let go of 50 people. It was terrible, terrible. Yeah.
2: I don't like letting go of one person, even if they, even if they're deserving of it. I'm just not good at like, I don't know. I have someone else that does that. So literally, like, I'm not good at it because I wear my emotion on my sleeve. So I found someone to do that
0: for me. Well, it's it's a terrible thing. I mean, I tell you, like, it, it's a it's a it's a terrible it's a terrible thing to do. Um, but I I you know, but you learn right. So you learn. okay, let me, let me build a better mousetrap. That that's all of the all of the things that I learned from other people wasn't because I figured it out. I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah, I can't really think of anything I figured out on my own. Like it's,
2: yeah. it's, it's someone else's idea. I mean, there's only so many notes on a guitar and there's only so many ways you can do something. So it's just taking other people that, you know, from a mastermind, it's taking other people's ideas, thoughts, and problems and rearranging them. in, as I like to call it your own Rubik's cube and how it pertains to you and what you can actually do with it. That's the power of it. So absolutely. I love that. All right, typically when someone invests in their future, they have a better than vague idea of what the outcome's gonna be. What should someone expect when they enter George's reality and work with you?
0: Yeah, so anti, we're not cheerleaders, right? So we're not, so we're not, we're not great. We're, I mean, I would say we're not great cheerleaders is probably a nice way to say it. We're terrible cheerleaders. So we're like, if you're looking for a cheerleader, that's not us. There's other people that will cheerlead. But in terms of support, and, and I'll give you a situation, we're working with somebody right now He's, he's european lives here in the states he's a c he's a c-level guy he he's looking for his next opportunity he doesn't he doesn't even know where to start right and it's it's literally it's like 24 7 hour access you know what i mean to us for every possible problem so what do they get they get i mean the, i would say we're engaged like we're totally engaged as if like you know the guy's my brother the guy's my father my uncle like we're we're totally engaged in that so i think that's the number one thing they get Number two, in terms of deliver, deliver, you know, like deliverability, it's, it's we, even if there's like one, you know, even if, if the person signs up for one with, you know, to access to one coach, they usually get access to, you know, their main coach plus three other coaches plus myself, they get full access to those kind of things, right? So there's resources available. And if someone is not able to answer a question, then the other person will say, well, actually you should speak to, you know, Michael or George about this and let's, let's do a call, right? So they get that. So they're just... I think at the end of the day, they get, uh, they get answers, you know, and uh, sometimes, you know, like a basic question doesn't always have a basic answer. Right. But that could, that could literally change that one answer. That one question could change, you know, sort of the direction of somebody, right. The way they think. Yeah. And, uh, so they get, you know, but so, you know, it's not a cheerleading service, which some guys, some people, want, they want uh, they want cheerleaders, that's not us, but they get complete del- del- deliverability. Like our, our main goal is, And we ask this question, like, you know, hey Brandon, like what's the catalyst that why why are you buying from us? Like, what's your end game? Right. And then we deliver on the end game. That's it. It's that simple. You know, like my end game, in this case, his end game is to get a a much better role, wants to double his income and and learn how to network and, and kind of like, you know, sort of so next time he won't have to pay folks to do this. So we're teaching him all these techniques, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get him. I mean, we're gonna get him a job, quite frankly, at the end of the day, we're gonna give him his next job. But we ask people, like, what's your end game? And we focus on that end game. That's it, I mean, it's that simple. Yeah, you're you're,
2: you're helping that bridge. They're like, this is where I'm at, this is where I wanna go. You're like, okay, you wanna go here? Straight line's the quickest way. If you're not listening to what we're telling you, you're gonna to start to zig and zag and you're gonna start listening to the noise as opposed to the signal. And the signal is pulling you to where you wanna go, doubling your income and finding a, a higher C-suite level job. This is what we're gonna do for you.
0: Exactly, and sometimes this is, a, if, you're, if you're coaching, if you're, you know, um, this is the danger of some of these businesses is that I think that, that question of like what's you know what's what's the catalyst or why are you going to buy from us or why are you thinking about you know using us, if that doesn't align with what you're selling, you know if you know as a, as a business person you should you should be ethical enough to say you know what that's not that's, we can't do that for you, but here's who you should talk to, because then you're then it's you know then you're quite frankly you're stealing right and and that's not you're never going to run a long-term business that way like you're just going to be you'll be in business for like three weeks three months six months. But that's, uh, you know, so I think if you're, if, as a business person, when you get the question and you know that you're not able to truly help that person, then you need to turn, you need to turn the deal down. And that's okay. It's okay to say no. It, it, it's, I,
2: I remember my earlier, so I'm like, I'll take anything and everything. And then like the first one where I finally sat there and said no more was when I found out the type of human being this other person. I'm like, I don't care what this brings us. I won't work with them.
0: I mean, you're, you mentioned your wife. What kind of doctor is your wife, by the way?
2: She's a doctor in pharmacy. So she she did a residency at the Mayo Clinic.
0: Right. So it's like you know, it's like me asking your wife, "Hey, can, you know, I've got a, you know, I need a I need knee surgery. Can you operate on my knee?" She would say, uh, "No, but I can refer you to somebody that can." Right. Yep. So you know, it, it's it, it's you know, like you need to be honest with people, right? Because you can you can do real harm to them by not, and they're they should you know, they're some of these some of these folks have never invested in themselves, right? So just the fact that they're actually investing in themselves for the first time. And if you take a, you know, you have to be careful of, of not taking advantage of that because they're, you're going to forever scar them and they're going to say, well, it doesn't work, right? When it's not, it does work. But you, I mean, I have we have a situation a lot where I where we, um, you know, we talk to people and we say, well, you know, how do you feel about moving forward with us? And they'll say, well, I used a coach before or we paid somebody for the branding service and I had a bad experience. I mean, you've had this, right? You, you've heard people say this. And, you know, like it, it's, it's, I think at the end of the day, whoever decided to work with them, they just weren't honest with their client or their, they just, they weren't able to help them initially. They should have just stopped it right there. Yeah, absolutely. People in general, they just have a way of surprising
2: us, I feel, from time to time, whether it's their, their drive, their willingness to learn, and then sometimes their willingness to fail, okay? Yeah. Has anyone been through your coaching platform that surprised you in what the outcome was? And what was, what was that success story and what they were able to accomplish because they worked with you and your team?
0: We, we had one guy that we worked with, he he was he was a self-convinced um, introvert, introvert, right? Like, you know, he was like, oh, I'm not a people person, you know, I can kind of stay on my own. And we, we forced him, we forced him to just go out there and talk to a lot of people, have lots of calls. And and then, and then we got feedback from the folks like, hey, what do you think of XYZ person, right? And it was all like, oh, he's a nice, he's a great guy, he's super nice, like what a friendly guy. And we showed him this, we showed him the feedback, right? And... That, I mean, you, you know, it's like changing the confidence of somebody, you know, it's like, you have, a, I mean, you have a young kid, right? My, you, you know, you can, you, you change that, that, that child's confidence by one thing. And it just, it just, it, 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 just, it pivots into something else. Right. So we, we saw this change in him, like the end game was to help him, you know, at the end of the day, you know, get a better, a better, you know, better role, more interesting team. It was not to help him with his sort of self-esteem, right. That wasn't initially the end game we realized then that what was holding him back was his, was, it was all it. was all here. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't his, his, his uh, professional career and we worked him through that. And uh, I mean, the guy's like, his gregarious. He's good. You know what I mean? He was, he's super nice guy. He just internally he just thought he was so, you know, he was like an introvert and he wasn't. And that, that was the, I would say that was sort of the nicest thing uh, that I've seen. Another thing, this is, this happened um, 16, 15 years ago. There was a guy that came to me unemployed. Um, he was losing his house. And he said, George, I need, I need, please, 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 for the grace of God, can you please get me my get me a job, right? Please. Cause I, I'm like, I'm, I'm my kid's going to, my kid's going to college. I, le- I got him a job at DHL, his name is Kenny. I got him a job at DHL, right? This is in Florida. He he literally called me like in December saying, Hey George, I just want to tell you like Merry Christmas. Everybody's good. You know, I got grandkids now. I am re- I just retired from the job that you got me. And I wanted to just say, thank you. You know, and I was, I was touched by that. And then I said to him, I said, how's, how's Terry? How's your wife, Terry? I hadn't spoken to him in years. And then he, he said to me, he's like, George, the fact that you even remember my wife's name after 15 years is like, it's pretty, you know, it's because I, I mean, if you care about the people you're serving, then those things matter. Right. Like, you know, and, um, so that was, that was, I thought that was a cool thing, you know, for somebody to call me after 15 years and say, George, I just retired from the job that you got me. Everything worked out well, you know? So there's, there's, there's like what you do matters, you know, and, uh, and who you work with matters. Um, sometimes you don't see it sometimes you do yeah I love that ripple effect and that that conversation I bet you know you
2: and I just talked about how I talked to customer number one of the first company that I built and I was like I didn't realize that when I was on the phone with them today but like I did after I, t- I'm like, wait, that was customer
0: number one. So yeah. you probably, you probably have the person like on your cell phone. that has like the actual, like the name pops up, right? Like that's the, like I have some of these customers that were like, they were like some of the originals, like they're still on my cell phone. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I think it's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, from time to time, you, you'll see people and how they transfer the risk. You see a politician sending people, you know, children off to war, but they'll make sure that their own child doesn't have to. You'll see a doctor that'll prescribe this medicine, but they aren't gonna give it to their own family member. When clients work with you, how do you keep from transferring the risk from, you know, over to them?
0: So I think number one is to take responsibility for, you know, if you actually care, you know, who you work with and take responsibility. By the way, you asked me the contact number that, I, that, you know, that, that, I, that I gave you, that I also that I'll give, you know, that that's my own, that's my cell phone number. It's not my business phone number. It's not, you know, the 30 people, It's that's my phone number, right? So I think number one is take responsibility for what you're like, you know, like be careful what you wish for, but also at the same time, take responsibility for your wish for it. Right. So you said, Hey George, what's the best way to contact you? I gave you a cell phone number. That's my phone number, you know? So, and, and because I want people to talk to me. Right. So I think number one is take responsibility for, for that. You know, I'm, I'm a believer of, and this is uh, you know, we've got a house in South America and it's exactly like you've got politicians, their kids all go to private schools, you know, but they they preach about the public school education, and you know I think you know they if you're so you know if you're so uh, adamant about how great this is, then you should send your kid to the same public school that everybody else is going to, and uh, you know so I think we try not to do that. We try to take full responsibility, and to me it has to be symbiotic. It has to be a symbiotic relationship, right? You know, and I, I would say the other thing is, it's not a nine to five thing. You know, if somebody has a problem on a Saturday, you need to make sure that you you can't wait till Monday to get in touch with that person. You need to talk to that person on the Saturday because it's if it's important to them, it should be important to you. Yeah, That's- that person
2: will wreck themselves for the next thirty six hours, and then you'll have a mess on your hand come that Monday morning. Yeah,
0: exactly. But I think you need to make sure that you you know if it's if it, if they're if they're in you know if they're if they're in sort of terror mode, you need to make sure that you take care of that and, and help them. You know, so. I you know, I think the best way to take responsibility is just to make is to is is to make sure that it's symbiotic, you know, that relationship.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Set those ground rules up front so everybody knows the playing rules. They know what the playbook is, they know what the rules are. So, you know, when I work with my coaches, we talk about success. And on the solo shows, we talk about success and what does it take to be successful? I think there's a lot of different ingredients into it. Mentorship, partnerships, experimentation willingness to fail and willingness to define success because once you define success you in essence define failure what do you feel is a key ingredient in becoming and staying successful
0: uh, i would say so this is a i mean free time you know time management is really important i think you could You you can make a million dollars a year, but if you work, you know, if you literally work the whole hundred, I think it's 168 hours a week, that's not successful, right? So if you really want to mathematically say what is success, I think number one is free time, you could probably figure out like what is your you know, what what is your what is your per hour rate, right? And I think that's a good way mathematically, if you're just on the financial side. The second thing is I think it's really important is the moment you don't like your client anymore, right, then you're in the wrong business, right? So if you if you, you know if you get, if you see a phone call from a client or somebody that you don't like, the moment you start to detest your own clients, the people that are paying you or paying your firm, then you need to either get out of the business, sell the business, but you're in the wrong business, right? So I would say that's a that's a that's an indicator as well. And the third thing is and we talked about this before: the growth of your team, right? If your team is successful, like you're, you know, you shouldn't be as a business person, you shouldn't be the only one financially, you know, doing well. You should your team should be financially doing well as also, right? And once, once they treat it as their own business, you know, which allows me and you to sort of hang out today, right? Other, you know, we've got a teams. Once you do that, then life becomes really, you know, it just becomes sweet and easy. And, and I said, the fourth thing is I can tell you I'm biased because I've got two kids and you've got a kid, but you know, it's good to give that kind of work ethic to your kids. So they understand, you know, how to, how to, because it's, it's a gift. Like you, you know, you and I are blessed in the fact that we get to control our own time, how we spend it, who we spend it with, where we spend it. And um, it's not normal, you know, it's not a normal, most people don't have that, right? So I think that's a gift to make sure you don't, you know, like, don't, don't, you know, you have to be, you have to be very grateful for that, you know? So I think those are the four things.
2: Yeah. I, I'm just going to tell you personally that a light bulb just went off on conversations I've had through the years, thanks to what you just said there, because you and I have control over our own time. I've never been able to really pinpoint why someone comes to me and they're like, well, you get to do this and this. And I'm like, yeah, but there's all these other risks and all these other things that come along. And the thing that comes down to is you and I get to control our own time. And that right there, there's not a price you can put on that. I don't think.
0: Well, I mean, that's what, you know, that's, if you think about, if you think about employee, right. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, if you're just, if you're an employee of one income, you're, you're trading time for money. Right. So, you know, if you're an employer, you're buying time for money. Right. So the other thing too is, I mean, like I've got, you know, I've got 30 Georges. Right. So think about productivity in just one day. Like, you know, I'm way more productive than just one person. I'm productive. I'm like, it's like me times 30, but I've got time, right? I mean, so there's risk, yeah. And there's, you know, it's not as easy as, as they make it seem, right? That's for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's but at the end of the day, I, I do it because of the time. I do it because of the free time, right? And I do it, I, you know, it's like, you know, the thing, one thing I like about running businesses is that I can, I can have an idea and, and I can, I can go after something and maybe it's a terrible idea and I'll lose money. But at least I'm losing money because it was like, it's me, you know what I mean? It's not because my boss, it's not because somebody like I'm doing it because I want to do it, you know?
2: Yeah, you control your successes, your failures, your time, and you can control where that energy goes. And there's not a price to be put on that.
0: I mean, I don't know. I've been, you know, I might be in Italy this summer. I might be in my house in Peru. I don't know. You know, I might be here in New Jersey. Who knows? But like I get to decide, you know, like tomorrow, you know, I can decide what I need to do for myself and my family. Right. It's just it's just a blessing, you know, but. But the main thing is, I mean, I guess the one mistake I made was I, I could have had a better life, you know, during the whole 20 years, not not just the last four or five, right? You know, if I was smart enough to to work with guys like yourself, with the masterminds and the coaches and, you know, I mean, you know, better late than never, but eventually. Yeah,
2: I- well, hey, we can only control what we do going forward because <laughs> if you had done this 16 years ago before the previous four, you and I probably are on on, on this conversation right here. So, everything happens for. Well, things can happen for a reason. So, all right, as we as we get closer to the end here, a few more questions. I feel that there's, you know, there's always new ideas brewing during times of prosperity. It's like, it's easy to win when the world is winning. It's not really happening in a lot of circles right now. Yeah. I think ingenuity and creativity though, come when we feel the squeeze. The world's felt the squeeze, you know, in some places. You and I talked about this before, how we haven't felt some of the squeeze and how we've been able to create different things throughout this. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you?
0: Yeah, so this is, I mean, this is a, it's a new, uh, it's, it's a new podcast business we've got, right? So it's for guys that are entrepreneurs and coaches and, and they, you know, you know, this, you run your own, I mean, it's, 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 you know, you run your own podcast. It's to get folks as guests on shows. So we're, we've got a business called the Podcast Introduction Group. It's where we book guys on shows like between 24 to 48 shows for the year. So, cause it, it's based on my own experience because I, I've been on like 70 shows in the last three three months, four months, right? And it was because my team went out and did this. I mean, it's a ton of work. It's like, I mean, it's a ton of work to set it, set things up and schedule. And and uh, so we're working with other entrepreneurs, other coaches, and we're getting them on shows between 24 to 48 shows for the year. It's an amazing thing for them because when they grow their business, what do they do? They go and people go on Google, right? They're going to Google, like whoever's listening to the show is going to go on Google and Google George McGarren, right? Who is this? Who is this guy? And they're going to see all the shows that pop up. Right. So that's what we're working on now. I I think I think it's gonna be another, you know, I think it's gonna be a seven figure business as well, you know. But you know, the cool thing is I get to help a lot of people doing it, you know. So I'm excited about that. And that's the awesome thing. You get to help people. The
2: byproduct of you helping people will be a financial reward, but that's the byproduct because you're leading with the give and you're like, How how can I give back? How can I help? How can I help them grow? Yeah.
0: I mean, you should tell a story about your son. Like, what does daddy do? Like, you should tell that story because that's exactly, you know, the fact that like a six year old understands that. I mean, it's a a pretty profound thing for like, like, what do you do? It's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you should tell that story.
2: Remind me to tell you the after uh, off air, the, uh, the story of him uh, deciding to want to give me all his money. I'll tell you about that when we get (laughs) off the air, but that was to, uh, that was to help the company grow. So another story, another day. All right. Like it. Last one. What is a tip, a tactic, an actual item that if someone listening today implemented it over the next 30, 60, 90 days, they would see a real impact on their personal or business life?
0: I mean, I, I, mean, it's, I, didn't, I didn't know I was going to get this question, but this is a, I, I've got a whiteboard behind me. I, I'm a big fan of like the quadrants, you know, like Q1, q you Have you seen those things? Yeah. Productivity. I've got behind me, I've got, it says team growth, B2B contracts. That's what it says. And if you, can't, you can't really read it that, but it's, so Q1 is all stuff that I'm good at, right? Like So I would say focus on one thing that you're amazing at. Like you're, you know, like what's Brandon awesome at, right? Focus on that. The rest, give it to somebody else. Do that for 90 days and just focus on one thing. Don't focus on one thing plus 10 other things. Focus on one thing. Just like 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week. Just focus on that one thing. And I think in 90 days, you'll see like things will change. So just focus on what you're awesome at. And the rest we we'll take care of itself, you know? So.
2: I love it. Focus, focus on your passion, focus on what your, where your awesomeness one thing. is. Yeah. One thing, as opposed to 10 different things. And I've been there, I've done it the wrong way. I focused on, well, I got to be everything to everyone. And then I was no one, nothing to no one.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't learn that. My, I mean, I, I, I was taught that from a coach. So like, it wasn't something I made up myself, right? Somebody taught me that I didn't believe it would work. And it wasn't, it wasn't And the project was not for 90 days. It was like, George, for the next six months, you're doing one thing, maybe two, that's it. Like, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, it's risky. He's like, George, this is what you're doing. He's like, if, if not, we're not working together. We're doing these two things, like, that's it. So that's the coach you want right there that says, hey, you do this, or hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just not for you. Yeah, and, and that was it. And then, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't take 90 days. It took, it took like, it took like 10 days and you start realizing there's changes, right? And you're like, wait a second, there's movement here. Like, like the, the, the tide has shifted a little, you know what I mean? And it's just, and you see that. So I would say focus on one major thing stop making excuses about why you can't, you know, you need to do the other things, give it to somebody else and, and focus on the main thing.
2: Move on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We've got the founder of McGeeran Group, George McGarran himself. George, I appreciate everything that, that you bestowed upon us today. And uh, just thank you so much for spending the time with us.
0: Right, and that was awesome, man. I, I appreciate it. That was fun. That was, I mean, it's, it was like a, you know, I love talking entrepreneurs because it's just a, uh, like you, I understand you, you understand me. It's, 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 a, it's the easy conversation. So I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. It's the lingo, it's the mindset and it's how to move it forward. So thanks. Awesome, man. Thank you, brother.
1: Thank you for listening to the mastermind effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host. So you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.